What's going on, guys? This is Kendall Levesque. Here we are. This is Matt Doyle. And this is the Slow Down Lowdown, where we take an hour to slow down in our busy lives and just be normal people. Oh, it feels like we haven't done this in forever. It's actually only been a week. It's, it's been crazy. only a week. I think yeah. we were just ready to jump back on it. I was, man. I was I was excited to get back to it. Yeah, man. It was it's, a great time last week. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Feels like it's been a long week. Got a really busy yeah. weekend up. How was your week? What you been up to? My my, my week's been pretty low key. You know, I'm same. same. Just trying to keep it low key. Just go to work, go home, and uh, I need to hide my wallet somewhere. Is what I need to do. <laughs> don't we all, man? Man, I'm. Don't we all? Went and bought me a pack of ramen the other day, and I'm like, I'm gonna eat this, and then I've eaten out since <laughs> man it always happens that way man like whenever you're like oh i'm gonna go grocery shopping like we do it all the time like, grocery shopping go get food you get home and then you don't want to eat the food you just bought right so you go eat out because you're like you know i just bought this food i don't want to eat it and then you just then you it, it just it looks so pretty sitting there in the freezer Right, you just want to like perfect. You just want to open the freezer up or open the fridge up and see a fridge full of food. You're like, I don't even want to touch it. Just let it sit it there. It looks good. good. I'm proud to have it. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't realize, you know, when you eat it, it actually is gone. Oh yeah. Speaking of food, we just got back from uh, Mellow Mushroom. I'm about to explode, dude. In Evans, I'm so full. Um, and the cool thing about them, they followed the traditions of the one on Broad Street as well. Yes. With the uh, music on Thursday nights. Yes. Tonight it was Taylor Swan and Tom Reed. Yeah, love those guys. It's all that's always one of my favorite things uh, about Thursdays. A lot of most most every Thursday we go and uh, either to downtown or to Evans, and there's there's always somebody playing at yeah. both of those locations every Thursday. So it's a really cool thing, and it's always somebody different. So that's for sure. it's fun, man. That it's cool is stuff. For sure. But yeah, I feel like I need to go into hibernation now. I'm like, <sighs> right. Man, I didn't plan to eat all that food. I was going to save some for tomorrow. But then like, it was just too good. It always happens. I do the same thing every time we go there, man. Or just like, get yeah. too much and feel like I'm going to die when I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Every time. You can't really get away from that. No, you can't at all. You can no. try, but it ain't going to happen. No. It's never going to. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast last week. Um, I hope we gra- gradually get get uh, more comfortable doing this. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a great time. I really enjoy doing it. So I uh, I like to hear that everybody else is having a good time listening to it and enjoying everything they're hearing. Yeah, we got a lot of good positive feedback from last week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let us know what you guys think. If there's any topics you want us to talk about too, just uh, oh, we'll talk about anything. Yeah. yeah. Just shoot us a message on the Facebook page. Us, yeah, like any, anything that you want to hear discussed, we're all for it. All for it. Because, you know, like we said, we're just winging this. Mm-hmm. Which and with, a, with something like that, there's no telling how interesting it might could get if, uh, you know, if somebody wants to hear something specific. That could be a, a really interesting episode if we right. get on a specific, top, a specific topic, you know. Could be, uh, Thank could you be for cool. putting an S on that word. <laughs> Man. <laughs> specific. Specific. There we go. Not Pacific. Pacific. Oh uh, if you want word. us to talk about a Pacific topic, you just let us know. Pacific, like how yeah. the difference in uh, Pacific and specific is very important. We'll get on that topic, too. 
Yeah, we get all all kinds. We'll have a we can have a nice uh, grammar discussion here. Right. So uh, I've been. Oh, I'm sorry. Have Mm -hmm. I ever what? No, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say on the topic of that. Like, you ever like get people that like, like you ever known people that like talk like. Like they have no idea how to spell or how to enunciate, and then yep. like whenever they type, it's perfect, or vice versa. Like I've oh, known people that yeah. will like type, but they have no clue how to spell or nothing. And then whenever you talk to them, they're just like so proper and say everything correctly. You know, or the like, other you way type this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've known I've known both people that just do everything like completely backwards. I know people that sound so uneducated when they talk. But they can when they spell, it's like perfect, perfect yeah. grammar. They'll be using big punctuation words, punctuation, and everything. You know. yeah. And then you got me. I was like, I don't know how to spell nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my strong subject. Actually, math was where I look like a complete idiot, and still do yeah, to this too. day. Math is stupid. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree. Who needs it? What were you about to say there before I interrupted you? I don't even remember, man. I got you off your train of thought. You did. Why'd ah, you do that, man? I swear. It'd be like that. I apologize. Hope you'll forgive so, me. So, uh, what's coming up this weekend? I know we got Happy Bones. Mm. Yeah, man. We're going to be at Southdown. Uh, Southdown Central tomorrow, starting at 10 o'clock. It's going to be a fun show. I'm super excited for it. Now, is Fenwick opening for that? No, that man. We wanted them to, uh-huh. but they are actually playing, and I want to say, North Carolina tomorrow right. night. So they were not able to do it, but yeah, that would have been super fun. We're still going to try to do a split bill with them at some point somewhere. Yeah. Cause Woody was actually really interested in um, getting them to open up for us. Cause he's a fan of them and, and everything. So fan of their energy and stuff. He said he wanted to have like, you know, someone that would, that would like get everybody pumped up and stuff. Right. Yeah. So 100% we're going to try that. to do that. What are you doing this weekend? You got any gigs? This weekend I'm just laying low, man. I'm just enjoying things. No gigs, man. No gigs. I'll be honest with you. Um, things have been a little bit slow going lately. Yeah. It may be a good thing. Maybe I can refocus. And, sure, uh, yeah. I mean, it could always be a good thing for you to get kind of a break where you can step back and chill and right that kind of thing. Because burnout is very real, especially, I mean, even with musicians. For sure. I mean, we got to work our regular job, then be at the venue to set up. Yeah, and then break down. We usually don't get out of there till like two or three in the morning. Yeah, it gets to be a lot. I kind of yeah. I mean, it's great. I'm not complaining. It's what I love. If you got gigs, send them to me. Yeah, I hope but, that uh, we start getting a lot more. We've been playing a lot more regular gigs, but um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Like certain people, like you just said, will get burned out of playing whenever you play like three, four nights a week and have another right. job and stuff. And uh, and then you got bands that you know only play like once twice a month so yeah get a variety there but i'm hoping that uh we'll start playing at least you know a couple two or three times a month maybe yeah because i i really enjoy it i have a good time playing trying to get out there and do a lot more stuff i think i uh i kind of get burnt out on doing it by myself yeah i can imagine man because like playing a two three three and a half hour gig alone i don't know man i just I don't, you know, do the kind of stuff that you or, you know, a lot of our other our other friends, you know, like you and JC and people like that that play a lot of gigs, like two, three-hour mm-hmm. gigs by themselves. I can imagine it just gets to be, like, really boring whenever you could. 
as yeah. opposed to playing with with people. Right. So I'm sure it makes it more entertaining. Which we've actually uh, solidified some members for us to start doing with the Moonshine Mutts. Yeah. And that's you know. that's going to be a cool thing if we can get that going. We're gonna have Wish we had more time. Roads. Yeah. Yeah. Bentley's a, Bentley's a killer musician. Absolutely. A monster at everything he does. He is ridiculous. So, like I promised, this podcast is not just about the music scene. Sure, yeah. There's plenty of other great podcasts that are that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we will talk about it probably every podcast because it's what we spend most of our time doing. Yeah, and it's always going to come out in conversations because it's one of those things that uh, mm-hmm. we actually share a passion for. So, you know, it's always factored into everything we talk about. And I think kind of where I want to be with it is I want to play shows – Again, that it's where I just want to play it. It's not about the money. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, out of out of passion. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, if money was not an issue, what would you be doing right now? If money was not an issue. So, so like if I was rich. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, man. You know, something that I've always thrown around the idea of, well, two things, I guess, is I've always wanted to start a recording studio. I always cool. said that I, that's one thing that I would try to get into if I had enough money to do it. And then the other one is a venue. It's two things that I've always wanted to, to have my own thing of. So if, yeah. I, if I had the opportunity to, you know, have the amount of money that it didn't matter what I did, that's one or the other, if not both. I would shoot for both. Yeah, I definitely would shoot for both for sure. Yeah, because I'd love to be able to do something you know, where like I could like give back to all the people that I'm a fan of that play around here and stuff like that. Like be able to have a way for, or like a cool place for them to play, a cool place for them to record their music, stuff like that. So that's that's one of the big things I've always talked about. Okay, would you be doing it here though in Augusta? Yeah, I think I would just because of the the roots that I've got here and how I'm I'm such a big fan of like all the music that's here. Mm. I'd want to you know have something like that here for the people that I have got close to and the people that I've become fans of. Be cool. Yeah. I guess I've always thought about like having a lounge, not necessarily a lounge, like mm-hmm. a bar, but like where you could buy a membership and it's literally just enough to keep it going. Yeah. Um, without spending any money and it just be for artists, songwriters, people like that, just have an escape. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be a real cool thing. I feel like that's that's a place that I would spend like a lot of time at, <laughs> or like a very good, solid all ages venue. Yeah, that'd be really cool too. We haven't had a solid all ages venue in Augusta for a while. Mm. It's been long, probably almost longer than either one of us have been involved mm-hmm. in the scene. Probably Sector Seven was great. Yeah, I actually growing up didn't really get to go there that often. Me either. Like I, I only went there a couple of times. My parents never really let me go there. <laughs> but uh, man, it's crazy looking back on it now. Like the amount of like shows that was there. Like I think about it sometimes. Like I had friends who were like, "Yeah, we're going to see." I know, like Hawthorne Heights came there. A yeah. Dater member came there, and I, and then it was like, "Oh, cool, Dater members coming here." And now you look back at it, and it's like, "Wow, a Dater member." Played there, yeah. I know that's a 
but when historic you're historic spot, yeah, when you're a kid or whatever, when we were kids, it's just like, okay, cool, yeah, I love this band, they're coming to Augusta. But now that we've got like deep, deep into the scene and learned <laughs> like learned about venues and learned about who plays at this venue and who plays at that venue, now we're like, wow, I data remember played at Sector Seven G. It doesn't what? make sense. And no, it's like, how did they even? Why would they even agree to that? <laughs> right. But it's it's crazy, man. Like I know, did Mayday Parade play at Sector? I want to say like I say heard they about did. that. I like heard early, early two thousands, they played there, and I I've I've really have like a, I have a specific memory because like I know there were there were like two or three big, big, big shows this Sector had. Mm-hmm. It was a day to remember. Hawthorne Heights was one because I love them. Memphis Mayfire. And I remember because, like, everybody that I knew was going to that show, yeah. and we didn't get to go. Yeah. And I feel like Mayday Parade was was in that list of bands that I, I want to I literally would have, like, there. cut off my right arm to go to that show. Man, you don't even know. And I'm, I, like, the biggest Mayday Parade fan mm-hmm. ever. It, I mean, Lesson in Romantics is my favorite, of course. I mean, that's the OG. Yeah, that's, like, that's like what? I mean, that's their first them. release. Yeah. You know? I mean, they had their EPs, Tales Told by Dead Friends. Yeah, that's a good I mean, one. it was good, but it was just a shorter version of Lesson in Romantics. Yeah, that's just one of those albums, man, that's like a, like, stood the test of time. Like, so many other ones that came out whenever we were younger and they were all in their prime. <laughs> like, all the bands that we grew up, like the sector bands. Right. I remember going to see uh, Mayday Parade in Atlanta at, um, not Tabernacle. But the I masquerade. love Tabernacle and the Masquerade. I've been to both. They're great. This was still when it was like heaven, hell, and then Purgatory yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was such a weird combo. It was Mayday Parade in heaven, and then it was um, Kid Cudi in Purgatory. Wow, that's and, interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've never, I didn't, I never even heard about that show. It was dude, interesting. That was a band that I was super into. The, the lead singer was a, was a, a woman. And I saw them at Masquerade, mm-hmm. like, God, now I want to say like two years, but it's not been two years because I keep forgetting that I was like 17, 18. Um, but at, every time someone's like, oh, you've been to the Masquerade? I'm like, yeah, 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 I saw, and I can never, for like the last four years, I can't remember the band that I saw there. <laughs> but they were great. The Masquerade was awesome. It was like one of those bands that you're into for a while and you just forget about. Yeah. And now it's going to bug me every little I'm about to dig into my Facebook memories or something and see if I can find a picture <laughs> or something. But on the topic of Mayday Parade, yeah, I actually went to the very the final Warp Tour, mm. the last one they had, which was crazy. That was, that was actually that's another concert. On the topic we were just talking about of things that I never got to do growing up yeah. was the Warp Tour. Like every year, like everybody I knew was yeah. going to Warp Tour, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like my dream as a 15 year old emo kid. To go to to go to Warp Tour, and the very first Warp Tour I ever went to, I was like twenty three, and it was incredible. It was the last one, and it was uh, God, Mayday Parade, which was like the almost the main reason I went. Right, was to see them. Uh, they had a killer lineup that it year. It was a sick lineup, and like I'd never seen any of the bands that were there before. So, I'd but, never but it was all—it's it's, really, it's a really cool thing to go to that whenever you're older, because it's like all these bands that we grew up listening to and never got to see <laughs> all in one place. I was right. like losing my mind. Like I saw Mayday Parade. I saw uh, Jesus. I saw Simple Plan, oh, which wow. I love. I love them. Uh, 
God, I'm not going to be able to remember who who all saw now that I'm saying it, but it was like, I don't know, 10, 12 bands I got to see. Yeah. And over half of them were all bands that I grew up loving. So that was like a real cool experience. And then I saw some newer bands that I didn't really grow up listening to, but yeah. that I got into later on in life. And so that was a really cool thing. Sucks that it's over now. But all good things must come to an end. God, they had like what up? 20-something year run. I want to say it was like, it was getting close to 30, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, they were going on forever. Because they were doing it, they they were doing Warp Tour as long as I can remember being into the bands that played it. Like, early 2000s, like, probably God, I I think it started in the early 90s. The first time I ever heard of Warp Tour, I had to be 11, 12 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, and it probably started even before then. Oh, yeah. Bunch of punk bands, like, um... Anti-Flag. Oh, I loved them. I was big into them growing up. Whenever I went through my, which I call it a phase, but I went through like a punk rock phase when I was a kid, like like most emo (laughs) kids that grew up in our era did. But I was like really into like punk punk, like Misfits, Ramones, Sex Pistols. Still love all those bands. I was more into the punk pop. I love like punk, but at that time I was into the punk pop, like Fall Out Boy and... All time low. It's crazy to me how the amount of musical phases that mm-hmm. I personally have been through in my life, like went through the punk punk phase, went through the metal phase, went through, and I still love all these different kinds of genres. But it's funny whenever you're younger and you go through all these phases, you're like, oh, I'm a metalhead and <laughs> listen to nothing but metal for a year. You're right. And then somehow you end up. Oh, I like All Time Low and Fall Out Boy. And then you're a pop punk fan for a year. Yep. And then like and then you grow up and you got all this this vast like library. Yeah, of, of music you were into. And then I went through like a hardcore outlaw country phase, <laughs> hardcore psychedelic pop phase. And now yeah. I'm just kinda like I got forty eight thousand bands in my library. I just hit shuffle every day and it's like cool. Right. I, go I literally from- love everything. As I lay dying to yeah, I remember being really into As I Lay Dying and like between the buried and me, bolt for my Valentine. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, and then there was there was a couple of years where, like I told you in our previous show, that I was like really wanting to be a DJ. So, did you go through a '90s hip hop phase? Love '90s hip hop. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, and I, <laughs> when I was like my first ever favorite band. Was Tool? Okay, that's my first favorite man when I was a kid. Like, I, that's like I remember being like so young that I almost can't remember everything from that time. But my cousin introduced me to uh, Opiate by Tool. I was a huge mm-hmm. Tool fan. That spiraled into me being like the biggest '90s music fan ever. Like, I just like and still like my probably my favorite genre. Of music is probably like '90s grunge rock because I because so I was like so heavily influenced by that as a kid. I was like super into Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, like anything '90s. I would just like listen to it. So your cousin introduced you to opiates. Yeah, that came out a little bit wrong, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a oh, rough childhood, you know. You know, it's hard out there in the streets. <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. <laughs> but Which, yeah man it's yeah. crazy like but it's kind of a cool thing how that happens because 
then you get to where like we are now where we all like 50 different genres and yeah and you can kind of vibe with anybody because no matter what someone's into you like a little bit of it like i got friends right. listen to almost nothing but country well there's like a thousand country artists i like now so then you can just kind of like be into anything it's just like me. I used to despise hip hop with a passion, and then now I'm going down the road listening to Mac Miller. Yeah, I love Mac know. Miller. Mac Miller's great. Yeah, I grew up listening to. And I have people all the time because, like, I'll be talking to people and be like, "Yeah, I grew up listening to that. Yeah, I grew up listening to that." Or like, "How did you grow up listening to all this stuff?" And I'm like, <laughs> "When I was a kid, I literally did nothing but listen to music. So I listened to eighty-eight point three. <laughs> I bought C. Oh, dude, that's that's what my mom listens to to this day. Still, but like, I just bought CDs, man, and you know." Did, and I wanted to ask you this too. Like, did you ever go through the phase when you were a kid, like whenever CDs were actually still like the thing? Yes. And I still get sad sometimes because of that. Like, I still buy CDs. I love CDs. Like, CD player in my car is actually broke right now. There was just something about going to the store. Yeah, and having and having a physical in your yeah, hand, having to pick it out. And I still love that. Like, I still love like buying records and stuff like that because like it just reminds me. Back before we had iTunes and Spotify and YouTube, and it's cool. That, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I use I, mean, I use Spotify and I use YouTube. Like they're amazing things to have if you're a music fan. But there's just nothing like going to the store mm. and like buying a CD. Like to me, that's how I feel. To me, Spotify. I mean, it's cool to have it at your fingertips, but Spotify is the equivalent of global warming to a lot of these people. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because artists don't get paid what they deserve Mm -mm. when you're streaming versus when you buy an album. Yeah, not at all. But it sucks these days because now, I mean, bands will make practically nothing off of of, of album sales. Off of an album that they spent like three, four grand on if they don't have a record label. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks best that way. But um, like when I was a kid... I, I still remember. I don't know if you remember this. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Do you remember the first CD you ever bought? Ooh, that I ever bought? I remember the first three that I ever bought. Like with my own money? Mm. Like when I was, uh, God, I had to have been tw- 12 years old, maybe 13. Um, every week, my dad would take me to the store. Yeah. And let me and let me buy a CD because like my dad was a huge music fan, so he was like, "Okay, well, yeah." I was like, "Yeah, we'll take you." And, uh, I had a huge CD collection because every week my dad would be like, "All right, let's go buy, let's go, let's go, let you pick out a CD." So I, I would go. Uh, I remember the very first CD I ever bought was Dark Side of the Moon. Oh wow! Awesome. And I and I had a like you remember the portable CD players yeah. with the headphones, yeah. like not earbuds, but those crappy little yeah. like headphones, the ones yeah. that hurt your ears. Yes, dude. On. I listened. Yeah. God, I listened to, and I, I would buy a CD, listen to it for like listen to it like twenty five times a day for a straight week until I went and bought another one. Yep. The second CD I ever bought was uh was One Hot Minute by Red uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's the second okay. CD I ever bought. I think the first CD I ever bought was uh, Montgomery Gentry. You do your thing, I'll do mine. Nice. I think that's the name nice. of that album. Uh, that's the first one I ever bought. Now, before that, I had people like burning me CDs and oh, stuff. Oh, dude, I burned thousands of CDs when I was when I was growing up. Like, I and I actually enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Like, I had fun burning. Like, I would just do it literally just for fun. I had a uh, friend. She would burn us CDs. I think the first one she ever burnt me was um, Backstreet Boys. 
the one with I want yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. And yeah. then it was in sync. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the boy bands. Yeah, the good boy bands. It's not like One Direction. Yeah, like the the OG, the, the OG boy bands, the ones that paved the way. <laughs> but yeah, I bought God. Um, the, the the third CD I ever bought, and I can't remember the name of it because it was back whenever you remember like the uh, the era. Like the Panic at the Disco era, oh, Fall yeah. Out Boy, where the band's song titles would be like a paragraph long. <laughs> My favorite song, which was ever. incredible. Yep. But that's the reason why I can't remember the name of the CD. My but it's, oh, oh, I got it, like I got that. it, I got it. Uh, you know, Chiotos. You ever heard Chiotos? Yeah, yeah. The the third CD I ever bought was Bone Palace Ballet, the one with like the, with like the corpse, yeah, bride and the you know whatever. That's the third CD ever bought. That was incredible. Like that one. That one is kind of what opened up the portal to me <laughs> into emo music. Like I got that, and I was like, I wonder if there's other bands like this. And then that spiraled into I remember God knows what else. The first metal album I ever bought well, it was a subgenre of metal, but uh, was Demon Hunter. Oh, dude, that is so crazy. <laughs> you say that because I bought. Okay, so that was the point. My mom found out my dad had been buying me CDs. And my mom found my uh, Bone Palace Ballet and was like, what is this evil skeleton music <laughs> or whatever? And my my mom asked my dad, but dad was like, I have no idea where he got that. So my mom was like, okay, well, you can keep buying CDs, but you got to buy them at the the Christian bookstore that my mom shopped at. Oh, Lord, life so that's life. what got me into the under oath and the, all that <laughs> stuff because I was like restricted to only buying Christian rock CDs. Right. Right. And don't get me wrong. When that was some awesome stuff, like under oath is a sick band. If like, if you're a metal head and you'd like scream or whatever, under oath is like a top notch. When band. we talk about this, we're not hating at all. It's just certain memories that we have. No. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's just, uh, it's just nostalgic. Speaking of which, what are some things that you were banned from uh, watching or doing oh, in man. the name of uh, them being demonic? Oh, man. The first <laughs> one that comes to mind, Harry Potter. Yep, yep. Typical. I was told I was not allowed to uh, watch Harry Potter, read Harry Potter, which actually, I guess back then, we didn't have all these movies now. Like, Harry po- we had the right. Harry Potter books, and that was, like, the craziest thing ever. Everybody was, like, like... J.K. Rowling was making forty-eight billion trillion dollars off these books, and uh, my mom was like, "You're not allowed to read that." So we went to the library like twice, three times a week, because my mom is like really into reading, and um, we would just like start reading the books. And the funny thing was, I I don't I'm not a fan of reading. Mm-hmm. I don't read that much. Like I don't just down and read books. Nothing against anybody that does. It's super cool. I just never could like. I would just like drift off and get bored. I don't have the attention span. But yeah. just because we were told we couldn't read these we books, read we read the whole series. Yep. Now one, I know one book series that I was actually allowed to read that I read was the, uh, the series of unfortunate events. Yeah. The Lemony Snicket thing. Yeah. That was a cool thing. But yeah, that was, God, that was one thing. I mean, there was a lot of stuff we weren't allowed to watch and read. I <laughs> we wasn't allowed to watch uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. My mom used to mom used to say, no, you're not watching that Pocket Demons. Right. She got it right. She got it from somewhere that that's what 
that's what Pokemon stood for. And then she didn't like the way that the Yu-Gi-Oh dude looked. So she right. was like, he looks like he's evil. And I was like, all right, mom, whatever you say. Look, my parents tried to make me stop watching Code Lyoko, which is like the most innocent anime that I know Did you of. get into Digimon? I wasn't allowed to. Oh, okay. See, we were, well, we weren't supposed <laughs> to be watching it, but we got super, super into Digimon for a minute there. And that was a, that was a fun one. I'm trying, I'm trying to find this video. I'll play it into the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of where I remember this because I was in this band in Thompson. Um, and we would actually practice in a church. And we'd be drinking monsters left and right. And uh, there's this video that came out. And the drummer's dad told us to stop drinking monsters <laughs> in his church because they were satanic. Wow. That's one thing that got yeah. past me. I've never heard about that. I did actually hear one thing, but it was actually more recent, like maybe two years ago or so. This is a video where she's talking about how like each part of the monster logo. That's it. Yeah, That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, I that video has been going around forever. Yeah, see, I just couldn't think of uh, of what it was about, but I remembered yeah. it was something like to do with religion. We're gonna have to uh, stop and go into another segment here, but uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. What's going on, guys? This is Kendall Levesque. Here we are. This is Matt Doyle. And this is the Slow Down Lowdown, where we take an hour to slow down in our busy lives and just be normal people. Oh, it feels like we haven't done this in forever. It's actually only been a week. It's, it's been crazy. only a week. I think yeah. we were just ready to jump back on it. I was, man. I was I was excited to get back to it. Yeah, man. It was it's, a great time last week. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Feels like it's been a long week. Got a really busy yeah. weekend up. How was your week? What you been up to? My my, my week's been pretty low key. You know, I'm same. Just same. trying to keep it low key. Just go to work, go home, and uh, I need to hide my wallet somewhere. Is what I need to do. <laughs> don't we all, man? Man, I'm. Don't we all? Went and bought me a pack of ramen the other day, and I'm like, I'm gonna eat this, and then I've eaten out since <laughs> man it always happens that way man like whenever you're like oh i'm gonna go grocery shopping like we do it all the time like, grocery shopping go get food you get home and then you don't want to eat the food you just bought right so you go eat out because you're like you know i just bought this food i don't want to eat it and then you just then you it, it just it looks so pretty sitting there in the freezer Right, you just want to like perfect. You just want to open the freezer up or open the fridge up and see a fridge full of food. You're like, I don't even want to touch it. Just let it sit it there. Just and look looks at it. good. I'm proud to have it. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't realize, you know, when you eat it, it actually is gone. Oh yeah. Speaking of food, we just got back from uh, Mellow Mushroom. I'm about to explode, dude. In Evans, I'm so full. Um, and the cool thing about them, they followed the traditions of the one on Broad Street as well. Yes. With the uh, music on Thursday nights. Yes. Tonight it was Taylor Swan and Tom Reed. Yeah, love those guys. It's all that's always one of my favorite things uh, about Thursdays. A lot of most most every Thursday we go and uh, either to downtown or to Evans, and there's there's always somebody playing at yeah. both of those locations every Thursday. So it's a really cool thing, and it's always somebody different. So that's for sure. It's fun, man. That it's cool is stuff. For sure. But yeah, I feel like I need to go into hibernation now. I'm like, <sighs> right. Man, I didn't plan to eat all that food. I was going to save some for tomorrow. But then like, it was just too good. It always happens. Wait. I do the same thing every time we go there, man. Or just like, get yeah. too much and feel like I'm going to die when I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Every time. You can't really get away from that. No, you can't at all. 
You can try, but it ain't going to happen. No. It's never going to. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast last week. Um, I hope we gra- gradually get get uh, more comfortable doing this. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a great time. I really enjoy doing it. So I uh, I like to hear that everybody else is having a good time listening to it and enjoying everything they're hearing. Yeah, we got a lot of good positive feedback from last week. Yeah, definitely uh, let us know what you guys think. If there's any topics you want us to talk about, too, just uh, – Oh, we'll talk about anything, yeah. yeah. Just shoot us a message on the Facebook page. Us, yeah, like any, anything that you want to hear discussed, we're all for it. All for it because, you know, like we said, we're just winging this. Mm-hmm. Which and with, a, with something like that, there's no telling how interesting it might could get if, uh, you know, if somebody wants to hear something specific. That could be a, a really interesting episode. If we right. get on a specific top, a specific topic, you know, to be uh thank you for cool. putting an S on that word. <laughs> Man, <laughs> specific. specific. There we go. Not Pacific. Pacific. Oh uh, if you want word. us to talk about a Pacific topic, you just let us know. Pacific, like how yeah. the difference in uh, Pacific and specific is very important. We'll get on that topic too. Yeah, we get all all kinds. We'll have of a topics. we can have a nice uh grammar discussion here right so uh I've you been, ever oh i'm sorry have mm-hmm. i ever what no uh, go for it oh uh, i was just gonna say on the topic of that like you ever like get people that like like you ever known people that like talk like like they have no idea how to spell <laughs> or how to enunciate and then yep like whenever they type it's perfect or vice versa like i've oh, known people that yeah. will like type but they have no clue how to spell or nothing, and then whenever you talk to them, they're just like so proper and say everything correctly. You know, or the other you way type this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've known, I've known both people that just do everything like completely backwards. I know people that sound so uneducated when they talk, but they can when they spell. It's like perfect, perfect yeah. grammar. They'll be using big punctuation words, punctuation, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got me. I was like, I don't know how to spell nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my strong subject, actually. Math was where I look like a complete idiot and still do to this day. Math is stupid. Mm -hmm. I'd have to agree. Who needs it? What were you about to say there before I interrupted you? I don't even remember, man. I got you off your train of thought. You did. Why'd Ah, you do that, man? I swear. It'd be like that. I apologize. Hope you'll forgive me. So what's coming up this weekend? I know we got Happy Bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. We're going to be at Southdown. Uh, Southdown Central tomorrow, starting at 10 o'clock. It's going to be a fun show. I'm super excited for it. Now, is Fenwick opening for that? No, that man, we wanted them to, uh-huh. but they are actually playing, and I want to say North Carolina tomorrow right. night, so they were not able to do it. But, yeah, that would have been super fun. We're still going to try to do a split bill with them at some point somewhere. Yeah. Because Woody was actually really interested in um, getting them to open up for us because he's a fan of them and and everything so fan of their energy and stuff he said he wanted to have like you know someone that would that would like get everybody pumped up and stuff right yeah so 100%, we're gonna, we're gonna that. try to do that what are you doing this weekend you got any gigs this weekend i'm just laying low man i'm just enjoying things no gigs man no gig i'll be honest with you um things have been a little bit slow going lately yeah it may be a good thing. Maybe I can refocus. And, sure, uh, yeah. I mean, it could always be a good thing for you to get kind of a break where you can step back and chill and 
Right. That kind of thing. Because burnout is very real, especially, I mean, even with musicians. For sure. I mean, we got to work our regular job, then be at the venue to set up. Yeah. And then break down. We usually don't get out of there till like two or three in the morning. Yeah, it gets to be a lot. I kind of, yeah. I mean, it's great. I'm not complaining. It's what I love. If you got gigs, send them to me. Yeah, I hope but. that uh, we start getting a lot more. We've been playing a lot more regular gigs, but, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things like certain people, like you just said, will get burned out of playing whenever you play like three, four nights a week and have another right. job and stuff. And, uh, and then you got bands that, you know, only play like, once twice a month so yeah get a variety there but i'm hoping that uh we'll start playing at least you know a couple two or three times a month maybe yeah because i i really enjoy it i have a good time playing trying to get out there and do a lot more stuff i think i uh i kind of get burnt out on doing it by myself yeah i can imagine man because like playing a two three three and a half hour gig alone i don't know man i just I don't, you know, do the kind of stuff that you or, you know, a lot of our other our other friends, you know, like you and JC and people like that that play a lot of gigs, like two, three-hour mm-hmm. gigs by themselves. I can imagine it just gets to be, like, really boring whenever you could, as yeah. opposed to playing with, with people. Right. I'm sure it makes it more entertaining. Which we've actually uh, solidified some members for us to start doing with the Moonshine Mutts. Yeah. And that's, you know. that's going to be a cool thing if we can get that going. Gonna have Wish Mr. we had more time. Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. Bentley's a, Bentley's a killer musician. Absolutely a monster at everything he does. He is ridiculous. So, like I promised, this podcast is not just about the music scene. Sure, yeah. There's plenty of other great podcasts that are that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we will talk about it probably every podcast because it's what we spend most of our time doing. Yeah, and it's always going to come out in conversations because it's one of those things that uh, mm-hmm. we actually share a passion for so you know it's always factored into everything we talk about and i think kind of where i want to be with it is i want to play shows again that it's where i just want to play it it's not about the money yeah yeah just uh out of out of passion right yeah uh speaking of which if money was not an issue what would you be doing right now if money was not an issue so so like if i was rich Pretty much, yeah. Oh, man. You know, something that I've always thrown around the idea of, well, two things, I guess, is I've always wanted to start a recording studio. I always said that that's one thing that I would try to get into if I had enough money to do it. And then the other one is a venue. It's two things that I've always wanted to to have my own thing of. So if if I had the opportunity to, you know, have the amount of money that it didn't matter what I did. That's one or the other, if not both. I would shoot for both. Yeah, I definitely would shoot for both for sure. Yeah, because I'd love to be able to do something, you know, where like I could like give back to all the people that I'm a fan of that play around here and stuff like that. Like be able to have a way for, or like a cool place for them to play, a cool place for them to record their music, stuff like that. So that's that's one of the big things I've always talked about. Okay, would you be doing it here though in Augusta? Yeah, I think I would just because of the the roots that I've got here and how I'm I'm such a big fan of like all the music that's here. Mm-hmm. I'd want to, you know, have something like that here for the people that I have got close to and the people that I've become fans of. That'd be cool. Yeah. I guess I've always thought about like having a lounge. Not necessarily a lounge like mm-hmm. a bar, 
But like where you could buy a membership and it's literally just enough to keep it going. Yeah. Um, without spending any money. And it'd just be for artists, songwriters, people like that just have an escape. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a real cool thing. I feel like that's that's a place that I would spend like a lot of time at. Or like a very good, solid, all-ages venue. Yeah, that'd be really cool, too. We haven't had a solid, all-ages venue in Augusta for a while. Mm. It's been long, probably almost longer than either one of us have been involved in the scene, probably. Sector 7 was great. Yeah, I actually, growing up, didn't really get to go there that often. Me either. Like, I, I only went there a couple of times. My parents never really let me go there but uh man it's crazy looking back on it now like the amount of like shows that was there like i think about it sometimes like i had friends who were like yeah we're going to see i know like hawthorne heights came there a yeah. member came there and, I, and then it was like oh cool data members coming here and now you look back at it and it's like wow a data member played there yeah they know that's a but when you're a historic spot, now. yeah, when you're a kid or whatever, when we were kids, it's just like, okay, cool, yeah, I love this band, they're coming to Augusta. But now that we've got like deep, deep into the scene and learned, <laughs> like, learned about venues and learned about who plays at this venue and who plays at that venue, now we're like, wow, I data remember played at Sector 7G. It like, doesn't make what? sense. No, it's like, how did they even, why would they even agree to that? <laughs> right. But it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I know, did Mayday Parade play at Sector? I, I feel like I heard about that. I like heard early, early two thousands, they played there, and I, I I've really have like a, I have a specific memory because like I know there were there were like two or three big, big, big shows this sector had. Mm-hmm. It was a day to remember. Hawthorne Heights was one because I love them. Memphis Mayfire, and I remember because like everybody that I knew was going to that show, yeah. and we didn't get to go. And I feel like Mayday Parade was was in that list of bands that I would, I, I literally would have like there. cut off my right arm to go to that show. Man, you don't even know. And I'm I, like the biggest Mayday Parade fan mm-hmm. ever. It, I mean, Lesson in Romantics is my favorite, of course. I mean, that's the OG. Yeah, that's like that's like what. I mean, that's their first them. release. Yeah, you know. I mean, they had their EPs, Tell Tales Told by Dead Friends. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, one. it was good, but it was just a shorter version of. Lesson in Romantics. Yeah, that's just one of those albums, man, that's like a, like, stood the test of time. Like, so many other ones that came out whenever we were younger and they were all in their prime. <laughs> like, all the bands that we grew up, like the sector bands. Right. I remember going to see uh, Mayday Parade in Atlanta at, um, not Tabernacle, but the I Masquerade. I love Tabernacle and the Masquerade. I've been to both. They're great. This was still when it was like Heaven, Hell. And then Purgatory yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was such a weird combo. It was Mayday Parade in Heaven. And then it was um, Kid Cuddy in Purgatory. Wow. That's and, interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've never I didn't, I never even heard about that show. I it was dude, interesting. That was a band that I was super into. The, the lead singer was, a, was a, a woman. And I saw them at Masquerade mm-hmm. like God, now I want to say like two years, but it's not been two years because I keep forgetting that I was like 17, 18. Um, but every time someone's like, oh, you've been to the masquerade? I'm like, yeah, 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 I saw. And I can never, for like the last four years, I can't remember the band that I saw there. <laughs> but they were great. The masquerade was awesome. It was like one of those bands that you're into for a while and you just forget about. Yeah. And now it's going to bug me. I really don't know who it was. 
I'm about to dig into my Facebook memories or something and see if I can find a <laughs> picture or something. But on the topic of May Day Parade, yeah, I actually went to the very the final Warp Tour, mm. the last one they had, which was crazy. That was, that was actually that's another concert. On the topic we were just talking about of things that I never got to do growing up was yeah. the Warp Tour. Like every year, like everybody I knew was yeah. going to Warp Tour, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like my dream as a 15 year old emo kid to go to to go to warp tour and the very first warp tour i ever went to i was like 23 and it was incredible it was the last one and it was uh god mayday parade which was like the almost the main reason i went right was to see them uh they had a killer lineup that it year. It was a sick lineup, and like I'd never seen any of the bands that were there before. So, I'd but, never but it was all—it's—it's it's really, it's a really cool thing to go to that whenever you're older, because it's like all these bands that we grew up listening to and never got to see <laughs> all in one place. I was right. like losing my mind. Like I saw Mayday Parade. I saw uh, Jesus. I saw Simple Plan, oh, which wow. I love. I love them. Uh, God, I'm not gonna be able to remember who who all saw now that I'm saying it, but it was like I don't know, 10, 12 bands I got to see. Yeah. And over half of them were all bands that I grew up loving. So that was like a real cool experience. And then I saw some newer bands that I didn't really grow up listening to, but yeah. that I got into later on in life. And so that was a really cool thing. Sucks that it's over now. But all good things must come to an end. God, they had like what up. 20 something year run. I want to say it was like 20, it was getting close to 30, I think. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, they were going on forever because they were doing it. They they were doing warp tour as long as I can remember being into the bands that played it, like right early 2000s. Like, probably God, I, thought, I think it started in the early 90s. The first time I ever heard of warp tour, I had to be 11, 12 years old. Yeah, so yeah, and it probably started even before then. Oh, yeah, bunch of punk bands like, um. Anti-Flag. Oh, I loved them. I was big into them growing yeah. up. Whenever I went through my, which I call it a phase, but I went through like a punk rock phase when I was a kid, like a, like most emo <laughs> kids that grew up in our era did. But I was like really into like punk punk, like Misfits, Ramones, Sex yeah. Pistols. Still love all those bands. I was more into the punk pop. I love like punk. But at that time, I was into the punk pop, like Fall Out Boy. And, love Fall uh, all time low. It's crazy to me how the amount of musical phases that mm-hmm. I personally have been through in my life, like went through the punk punk phase, went through the metal phase, went through, and I still love all these different kinds of genres. But it's funny whenever you're younger and you go through all these phases, you're like, "Oh, I'm a metalhead," and <laughs> listen to nothing but metal for a year, you're right? And then somehow you end up. Oh, I like All Time Low and Fall Out Boy. And then you're a pop punk fan for a year. Yep. And then like and then you grow up and you got all this this vast like library. Yeah, of, of music you were into. And then I went through like a hardcore outlaw country phase. <laughs> hardcore psychedelic pop phase. And now yeah. I'm just kinda like I got forty eight thousand bands in my library. I just hit shuffle every day and it's like cool. Right. I, go I literally from- love everything. As I lay dying to yeah, I remember being really into As I Lay Dying and like between the buried and me, bolt for my Valentine. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, and then there was a, there was a couple of years where, like I told you in our previous show, that I was like really wanting to be a DJ. So 
Did you go through a 90s hip hop phase? Love 90s hip hop. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, and I, <laughs> when I was like, my first ever favorite band was Tool. Okay. That was my first favorite band when I was a kid. Like, I, that's like, I remember being like so young that I almost can't remember everything from that time. But my cousin introduced me to uh, Opiate by Tool. I was a huge mm-hmm. Tool fan. That spiraled into me being like the biggest 90s music fan ever. Like I just like, and still like my, probably my favorite genre of music is probably like 90s grunge rock. Cause I, so cause weird. I was like so heavily influenced by that as a kid. I was like super into Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, like anything 90s. I would just like listen to it. So your cousin introduced you to opiates. Yeah, that came out a little bit wrong, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I had a rough childhood, you know. You know, it's hard out there in the streets. <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. <laughs> but Which, yeah, man, it's yeah. crazy. Like, But it's kind of a cool thing how that happens because then you get to where like we are now where we all like 50 different genres and yeah and you can kind of vibe with anybody because no matter what someone's into you'd like a little bit of it like i got friends right. listen to almost nothing but country well there's like a thousand country artists i like now so then you can just kind of like be into anything that's just like me i used to despise hip-hop with a passion and then now i'm going down the road listening to mac miller yeah i love mac know. miller mac miller's great yeah i grew up listening to and I have people all the time because, like, I'll be talking to people and be like, "Yeah, I grew up listening to that. Yeah, I grew up listening to that." Or like, "How did you grow up listening to all this stuff?" And I'm like, <laughs> "When I was a kid, I literally did nothing but listen to music. So I listened to 88.3. <laughs> I bought C. Oh, dude, that's that's what my mom listens to to this day. Still, but like, I just bought CDs, man. And you know, did, and I wanted to ask you this too. Like, did you ever go through the phase when you were a kid, like, whenever CDs were actually still like the thing? Yes. And I still get sad sometimes because of that. Like, I still buy CDs. I love CDs. Like, CD player in my car is actually broke right now. There was just something about going to the store. Yeah, and having and having a physical in your yeah, hand. Having to pick it out. And I still love that. Like, I still love, like, buying records and stuff like that because, like, it just reminds me of back before we had iTunes and Spotify and YouTube. And it's cool. That, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I use I, mean, I use Spotify and I use YouTube. Like, they're amazing things to have if you're a music fan. But there's just nothing like going to the store mm. and, like, buying a CD. Like, to me, that's how I feel. To me, Spotify, I mean, it's cool to have it at your fingertips. But Spotify is the equivalent of global warming to a lot of these people. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because artists don't get paid what they deserve Mm-mm. when you're streaming versus when you buy an album. Yeah, not know? at all. But it sucks these days because now, I mean, bands will make practically nothing off of mm-hmm. off, of, off of album sales. Off of an album that they spent like three, four grand on if they don't have a record label. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks yeah. best that way. But um, like when I was a kid... I, I still remember. I don't know if you remember this. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Do you remember the first CD you ever bought? Ooh, that I ever bought? I remember the first three that I ever bought. Like with my own money? Mm. Like when I was, uh, God, I had to have been tw- 12 years old, maybe 13. Um, every week, my dad would take me to the store 
yeah. and let me and let me buy a CD because like my dad was a huge music fan, so he was like, okay, well, yeah, I was like, yeah, we'll take you. And, uh, I had a huge CD collection because every week my dad would be like, all right, let's go buy, let's go, let's go, let you pick out a CD. So I, I would go. Uh, I remember the very first CD I ever bought was Dark Side of the Moon. Oh wow! And awesome. I and I had a like you remember the portable CD players yep. with the headphones, yep. like not earbuds with those crappy little yep. like headphones, the ones yeah. that hurt your ears. Yeah, I listened. Yeah. God, I listened to, I, and I, I would buy a CD, listen to it for like listen to it like twenty five times a day for a straight week until I went and bought another one. Yep. The second CD I ever bought was uh was One Hot Minute by Red Hot, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's the okay. second CD I ever bought. I think the first CD I ever bought was uh, Montgomery Gentry. You do your thing, I'll do mine. Nice. I think that's the name nice. of that album. Uh, that's the first one I ever bought. Now, before that, I had people like burning me CDs and oh, stuff. Oh, dude, I burned thousands of CDs when I was when I was growing up. Like, I and I actually enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Like, I had fun burning. Like, I would just do it literally just for fun. I had a uh, friend. She would burn us CDs. I think the first one she ever burnt me was um, Backstreet Boys. The one with "I yeah. Want It That Way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. And yeah. then it was In Sync. Ah, <laughs> uh, the boy bands. Yeah, the good boy bands. It's not like One Direction. Yeah, like the the OG, the, the OG boy bands, the ones that paved the way. <laughs> but yeah, I bought God. Um, the, the the third CD I ever bought. And I can't remember the name of it because it was back whenever you remember like the uh, the era, like the Panic at the Disco era, oh, Fall yeah. Out Boy, where the band's song titles would be like a paragraph long. <laughs> My favorite, which song was ever. incredible. Yep. But that's the reason why I can't remember the name of the CD. My but favorite song oh, oh, I got it, like I got that. it, I got it. Uh, God. You know, Chiodos. You ever heard of Chiodos? Yeah, yeah. The the third CD I ever bought was Bone Palace Ballet, the one with like the, with like the corpse. Yeah. Bride and the you know whatever that's the third CD ever bought that was incredible like that one that one is kind of what opened up the portal to me <laughs> into emo music like I got that and I was like I wonder if there's other bands like this and then that spiraled into I remember God knows what else the first metal album I ever bought well, was a subgenre of metal but uh, was Demon Hunter. Oh, dude, that is so crazy <laughs> you say that because I bought. Okay, so that was the point. My mom found out my dad had been buying me CDs. And my mom found my uh, Bone Palace Ballet and was like, what is this evil skeleton music <laughs> or whatever? And my my mom asked my dad, but dad was like, I have no idea where he got that. <laughs> So my mom was like, "Okay, well you can keep buying CDs, but you gotta buy them at the the Christian bookstore that my mom shopped at." Oh Lord, life so life. that's what got me into the under oath and the, all that <laughs> stuff because I was like restricted to only buying Christian rock CDs. Right, right. And don't get me wrong, when that was some awesome stuff. Like Under Oath is a sick band. If like if you're a metal head and you'd like scream or whatever, Under Oath is like. A top notch. And when band. we talk about this, we're not hating at all. It's just certain memories that we have. No, yeah, it's just yeah. like it's just uh it's just nostalgic. Speaking so of which, awesome. what are some things that you were banned from uh watching or doing oh, in man. the name of uh them being demonic? Oh man. The first <laughs> one that comes to mind, Harry Potter. Yep, yep. Typical. I was told I was not allowed to uh 
watch Harry Potter, read Harry Potter, which actually, I guess back then we didn't have all these movies now, like Harry Potter, we had the Harry Potter books and that was like the craziest thing ever. Everybody was like, like JK Rowling was making 48 billion trillion dollars off these books. And, uh, my mom was like, you're not allowed to read that. So we went to the library like twice, three times a week because my mom is like really into reading. And, um, we would just like start reading the books. And the funny thing was I, I don't, I'm not a fan of reading. Mm-hmm. I don't read that much. Like I don't just down and read books. Nothing against anybody that does. It's super cool. I just never could like, I would just like drift off and get bored. I don't have the attention span. But yeah. just because we were told we couldn't read these we books, read we read the whole series. Yep. Now one, I know one book series that I was actually allowed to read that I read was the, uh, the series of unfortunate events. Yeah. The Lemony Snicket thing. Yeah, that was a cool thing. But yeah, that was, God, that was one thing. I mean, there was a lot of stuff we weren't allowed to watch <laughs> and read. I wasn't allowed to watch uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. My mom used to, my mom used to say, no, you're not watching that Pocket Demons. Right. She got it, right. she got it from somewhere that that's what, that's what Pokemon stood for. And then she didn't like the way that the Yu-Gi-Oh dude looked. So she right. was like, he looks like he's evil. And I was like, all right, mom, whatever you say. Look, my parents tried to make me stop watching Code Lyoko, which is like the most innocent anime that I know Did you of. get in the Digimon? I wasn't allowed to. Oh, okay. See, we were, well, we weren't supposed <laughs> to be watching it, but we got super, super into Digimon for a minute there. And that was a, that was a fun one. I'm trying, I'm trying to find this video. I'll play it into the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of where I remember this because I was in this band in Thompson. Um, and we would actually practice in a church. And we'd be drinking monsters left and right. And uh, there's this video that came out. And the drummer's dad told us to stop drinking monsters <laughs> in his church because they were satanic. Wow. That's one thing that got past me. I've never heard about that. I did actually hear one thing, but it was actually more recent, like maybe two years ago or so. This is a video where she's talking about how like each part of the monster logo. That's it. Yeah, That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, I that video has been going around forever. Yeah, see, I just couldn't think of uh, of what it was about, but I remembered yeah. it was something like to do with religion. We're gonna have to uh, stop and go into another segment here, but uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. 